rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. Well, hello. Hello, everybody. This is Tara Devlin. Thanks for hanging out. I feel very far away from the, from the action here. We meet here at this channel on days that I can have a show. I also, we do our regular, why, why does everything sound weird? Is this, you guys will let me know that it sounds okay, right? When we get, I like Wednesday shows, I, I have to say. It feels a little bit less stressful. It's more chill, more like hanging out. I appreciate that. So, yeah, the you guys on the chat, let me know how it sounds. Sounds and looks good. Thank you, Jim. And thanks for hanging out. Yes, yeah, so we meet here um, on our regularly scheduled time, which is Friday. We have a Friday night get-together, and then we try to do one during the week because I can't, I can't be away from you guys too long because I get stuck in my head. I get some stinking thinking. I need to, I need to, I need backup. When I, when I always say you don't go into your mind alone. You take your friends. You take backup. You call for, you call for your, you know, for your compatriots to talk you off the ledge. So let's see. Well, if you can become a patron, please do. I'm not going to go into the whole thing, whatever. Uh, patreon.com slash Tara Devlin that'll help keep the show going and growing it is yeah this is the show I mean we don't really have a great set it's my house so um yeah soon the we're get, I'm getting the living room painted in a couple of weeks that should be good getting rid of those CDs off the wall <laughs> at least they're not eight tracks right I don't know. I got to do something with them. I guess I could sell them or something. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think they have some things you could sell. I don't know. Whatever. I have so much shit to do. I have to do my taxes, too, because I filed an extension. And now it's coming up. So I have, like, a lot of things going on. Just just the minutia of life. Booty has to go to the vet tomorrow. Little Boudica. She's getting her... She's going to be fixed soon. She's not getting a good fix tomorrow. She'll... Tomorrow's her pre-op. Um, I guess they got to take her blood or something. Make sure she's cool. She's cool beans to go. And it's it's harder for a female, so you know, because they have it's a they're basically giving the female cat and a hysterectomy. So it's a major operation, and I I am not looking forward to her being in pain. I don't like it. You know, you just want your kids to be happy at all times. So she'll be happy. Anyway, I went out looking for Marty last night again at 2 a.m. I set my alarm, went out with a trap. Somebody told me that they, I mean, I'm hearing all these rumors, whatever. Somebody told me they they saw a kitten. There goes a little Boudica. Um, and I went to the location and I'm telling you, nobody was out there. I could have been murdered, right? If you're a right, if you're a right winger, I guess that's probably the best way to do it. Come out, and meet me, meet me, meet me at two a.m. when I'm looking for uh, lost kittens. So, yeah, I don't know. 
I caught nothing except uh, not a lot of sleep. So let's see. Where do we begin? I do, all right. So we have a lot of work to whatever. So if, and for those who don't know, Marty is a uh, is a rescue kitten that jumped out the window, and I can't find him. It's terrible. It's it's a horrible thing. I I don't know what happened to him. I just hope whatever wherever he is, he's safe. If somebody picked him up, or I don't know. I, I it's a mystery. It really is. So his brother is doing great. Okay, whatever. That's not why we're getting together. We are. I mean, there's so much to talk about. They. Um. I wanted to. Uh, yeah, like I was saying, this show on Wednesdays during the week, because we don't really have the tyranny of the clock to worry about as much. So I'm not sure how long, I mean, I'm going to try to keep it like two, two hours. All right. Because I think that after I see the stats after after an hour and a half, people are <laughs> everything goes, you know, nobody likes uh, a five hour show. All right. Uh, and I got to get to sleep. So, uh, and you keep him wanting more. I have so much shit to do. That's the other thing. Whatever. Why am I, I'm talking like, uh, I'm at my therapist. I need to, I need my therapist right now to, to process a lot of this shit, but I got you. So here we are. Yeah. The mock impeachment we're going to talk about. I don't know. I mean, really what's to say about that? It's a show. It's a sham. I'm sick of it already i think i'm glad frankly look look let them let them do it they got nothing else this is who they are everything is a show with them and honestly i'm like i'm so sick of them um i i i don't know who votes for these people how much do you have to hate yourself and how much do you have to hate this country and the people in it to continue to vote for these unfit clowns who do nothing for the American people. And I have to say, now that you're reminding me um, on the chat, you guys, uh, that I saw, you might have seen it. I forgot to put this in, the, in my little rundown. But the, uh, the White House released, well, the White House sent a, a letter to major media outlets and uh, basically telling them to to do some journalism. And I was glad to see this, frankly. This is from Daily Kos. No, uh, let's see. No media report on the House impeachment inquiry targeting President Biden is complete without prominent coverage of the fact that Republicans have no evidence of wrongdoing by Biden and are instead basing their drive to impeach on lies. Unfortunately, a lot of media coverage is incomplete in this exact way, leading the White House to send a letter to major media organizations calling on them to do better at reporting the facts. And I'm glad to see that they're pushing back, and this is written by Laura Clausen from Daily Kos. But the White House is saying to the major media outlets, and it's like about time. Maybe it's about time that these major media outlets are shamed. I mean, we talk about them on the show all the time here, that you know how I feel. 
I believe that it, and it's not just a belief, we have the research to back it up, that it is the media that can be traced to our our divisions. I mean, there's so many other, it's not, you know, it's not just that one thing, but it's where it all starts. The Telecommunications Act of 96, signed by Bill Clinton, which enabled the consolidation of our media, which uh, actually is what it, it created. It allowed the creation of Rush Limbaugh and these silos of information that the American people now live in, where they, they, the, the goal of the, of half of these outlets, these, the right wingers is not to inform the their victims slash viewers it's to divide them it's to pour lies into their heads that's why fox news has to pay two nearly two billion dollars for these lies and this and the lawsuits keep coming because of the lies they are it's unconscionable because you know that they at the time they were lying to their victims slash viewers they knew that they were lying. They were doing it deliberately. And it's it's absolute malpractice. This is why we're up against a coup. This is why we have these uh, these maggots running around talking about the Biden crime family. I mean, give me a break. I, I, I don't know about you, but is does this whole Biden crime family thing ring ring true to anybody that's i mean it just seems to me it's it's falling on i mean i know how i feel but i i because you know whatever i'm not like um i'm not i don't hate joe biden frankly and you know when uh during the primaries and whatnot i was a bernie crat and still am and but i'm not i mean whatever i'm voting for joe biden i don't give a shit and um, I, there is no other choice in this selection right now. We have a a coup that we're we have a duty to thwart. And frankly, it's uh, you know, but Biden is not. Um, hold on a second. Let me lower this. Biden has. Let me. How do I put this? He's been. I know that. I'll probably hear from some uh, some liberals. I am a liberal, but whatever. You know, I get messages from uh, ex- from lefty left of me. I guess I don't know. Am I left? I I think I am. I always thought I was, but telling me to call out Biden. I mean, I don't. I don't really believe that this is the election to. Um, make up, make a statement because we're uh, we're up against a coup, and the the goal, I believe, you know, we have to work within the system that we have at this moment to stop these filthy fascists from destroying the country, for from destroying democracy once and for all. And we, there is no hope otherwise if they get into office, and. Um, there's no, there's the, forget the, you know, uh, even the ability to push uh, anybody left. 
you know, will be set back to not just before the progressive era, but will be set back pre-American Revolution. And yes, Haiku on the chat says Biden has done a way better job than what I voted for. And I agree. That's a, I, he, I've been pleasantly surprised that he hasn't been the the conservative that he always was during you know the t- the years in in public office that we have that we know Biden and that's the other thing so talking about the Biden crime family doesn't seem it doesn't seem real it doesn't seem realistic because we know Joe Biden he has released his tax returns forever and ever he's not out there living um you know in a golden friggin uh, penthouse with gold toilets and uh, trophy wife number three, you know, he's, he's whatever. He's not like he's living in a potato sack, but it's, uh, we know what he, he, he seems to be living within the means. Uh, and to say that he's got all of these, the, he's some kind of mastermind of this, crime syndicate because this is what they keep saying uh, what well what where, where's the quid pro quo and they use his statement um this was when he was vice president saying that he, he fired or it wasn't just him but it was the it was the uh democrat our democratic allies wanted the ukrainian prosecutor uh, to they wanted to um, him to be removed, and he was because he was a an obstructionist to prosecuting the corruption going on in Ukraine. And the Republicans are saying that it's the exact opposite that Biden touted him um, the the firing of this Ukrainian prosecutor because he was going after Burisma. But the fact is, and we, this is the fact, it was the exact opposite. The Ukraine, partly um, as it's, as this fledgling democracy, they were trying to root out corruption. And this guy, this prosecutor was the he was part of the old guard and he was somebody. So uh, for example, in Ukraine, this is what people were sick of. And that's why, uh, partly how, um, Zelensky got elected on the, on a reformist platform. If you wanted anything done in Ukraine, if you went to the DMV, if you had any dealings with the government, you had to, bribe people and and the citizens were sick of it uh, so you know that's um what the republicans i suppose would like to happen here this is the, that's the kind of system that happens all over the world when there is no administrative state which is what the republicans want to do they want to destroy and tear down the administrative state and inject their filthy fascist flunkies in there, politicizing everything, politicizing the bureaucracy, which is, you know, a part of how you overthrow a democracy. But that's an aside. The, the other, it's not an aside, but it's not what we're really talking about right now. But 
when you so they they say that uh, this is what is driving me up the wall because you know that the filthy fascist Republicans know they're lying, they're presenting the the this um, incident with the Ukrainian prosecutor absolutely deliberately disingenuously to their dupes because they they hate their the people who vote for them they have absolutely no respect for the people who vote for them they know how easily manipulated they are they know how easily played they are so it's to them they're like oh uh yeah it's easy to to lie about this incident see we have him right here touting that he got rid of the ukrainian prosecutor if if that were the case, if Biden was the head of a crime family and he was getting rid of, he wanted the this Ukrainian prosecutor gone because of uh, he was prosecuting his his son on the board of Burisma. Um, you think he would sit there and discuss it? with our NATO allies on tape in front of an audience, it, would be, it, w- it wouldn't be something that he would, you know, pat himself on the back for. And it wasn't just Joe Biden wanted this guy gone. This was the policy of NATO and our, Na- our NATO allies. It wasn't just the United States. It was all our Democratic allies wanted this prosecutor gone that's the history and it's so um i i mean i just i can't take these republicans because you know they continue they just simply continue to lie that's why that's partly how we know they have nothing i mean what the fuck is an impeachment inquiry they, they, it's, it's another word for it is, I guess, fishing expedition. Or maybe if you were a Trump and you'd call it a witch hunt, right? Because keep digging, keep digging. You find nothing. They keep wasting everybody's time. Every time they get put in power, despite receiving fewer votes, they waste everybody's time. They do nothing for the American people. They have no ideas. They have no plans. They deliver on nothing but division and lies and death. Everything they touch, they destroy. They have no business being anywhere near the halls of power, much less in the halls of power. I can't even fathom sometimes the, the, the depths of their of their unfitness it's unbelievable but you gotta blame the people who vote for them and i i keep saying like don't you have any shame assholes who vote for these idiots you should be ashamed of yourself and that's why i'm so sick of corporate media sticking a microphone in front of these these assholes mouths and asking them what they think we know what they think it's not that they don't think that swiftly. They're not that smart. They're they are being led by their their fragile little fear-based large amygdalas and their their racism, their mal-informed brains and uh it, they need to be informed. So 
that's why I'm really glad that the that the White House um, is calling out the major media outlets to uh, and calling them to actually commit some acts of journalism. It's uh, it's a disgrace. You know, really think about it. Why? Uh, and I, you know how I talk about the polls all the time. These effing polls. That we, that's all they do are polls. We don't need to poll these morons. What, why are you polling morons? Why don't you inform them? And the fact that these idiots, if they, they believe, oh, Joe Biden was, uh, he was bragging that he got rid of this prosecutor, then um, inform the people. And when you have a right winger on your show or you play a clip, of one of these morons spreading this lie, stop it in the middle and say, this is a lie. This is, exa- this is the opposite of actually what happened. For example, here's, uh, I just want to say, like these are the people that they, they put microphones in front of. This is a montage from TYT, who, you know, they go out and they interview some of these morons and uh let's let's uh check in with the morons most dangerous thing in the country is right now biden in what way um like we're on the verge of world war three if he doesn't stop what he's doing right now um the destruction to the economy everything the destruction everything is of the economy the everything numbers the ones that we've relied on for decades to tell us where the direction of the country are actually been pretty good lately um in what way do you anticipate world war three from what biden's doing because you have all the other countries coming together pulling out of the american dollar and having meetings with one another without biden being involved where where and is they this have happening? no respect for him. up there where, where do we Wazoos? know that to be true I've uh, seen that all over. <laughs> I You've mean, seen I watch it all over. news. I watch. I go on social media and get a lot of information mm. off there because I don't mm-hmm. trust the news sources a I lot. See. You know, I, I was going to ask you what the most dangerous thing in America is right now, but uh, the most dangerous thing in America to me might be having this sign and that shirt at a Trump rally. Well, when I watch normal people, there. what's happened to That's our good. state and the fact that they it's are having a leadership, monumental leadership conference here. And it invited Trump to come to that. It just blows me away yep. that there's that kind of stupidity in this state. I really apologize to the rest of the country. What is the most dangerous thing Except happening in this country right now? Uh, the invasion of uh, all um, the uh, people right. that are coming into yes, our country right go. now. Uh, it's creating all kinds of issues. It's right. creating crime. Right. It's creating creating Up economic your, hardship in for your the mind? American people. Yes. Uh, it's hardships, it's, uh, crime. In fact, as we know, the statistics that we have, it's not creating crime because the these migrants who are coming here, they're so petrified of being sent back, they're not committing crimes. In fact, immigrant populations in the United States commit less crimes have a they there's a lower crime rate in uh, the immigrant populations than in native born but do not let reality interfere with your racist xenophobic uh, and every other phobic talking points it's it's all it really does if when we scratch the surface you don't have to scratch that hard it comes down to racism and, um, you know, bigotry in all its various ugly forms.
It's just uh, really destroying the country. That's Is the biggest really thing. Boring. We're a country of immigrants, right? Well, we are a country of immigrants, but uh, uh, legal immigrants, not not being like uh, if you are seeking asylum. If you're fleeing a failed state, we help create, and you present yourself at the border and said, "I would like to declare asylum in your country." That's a legal route to the United States. Asylum seeking, it's part of the laws that we helped craft after World War II so the another Holocaust would never happen again. But what are these people now? They like Holocausts. You know, they, they, they're dreaming of putting people in camps. Now, I love how, and I mean love with scare quotes, how... Whenever these right wingers, they're whenever they have to say they have, they want to denigrate FDR, they'll talk about the the internment camps. You know, oh, FDR put people in camps. Well, you, we all know that f- these filthy fascists of today, they're they are dreaming of putting people in camps. And if we went back in time, that th- would be the only thing they would agree with FDR on would be putting the the Japanese in internment camps and everybody else they could put in internment camps. So uh, they're so they they're so transparent in their in everything they do. They're so easily led and easily played and easily manipulated, and it comes it really does come down to racism. And I, I'm just so sick of them. I'm really being paid know. for by BlackRock and George Soros and all those sure, big sure. people. Sure, sure. What are they going to do when George Soros passes away? You, you know what they're going to do? They're going to continue to repeat his name, and just like they did with uh, with Hugo Chavez. Hugo Chavez had something to do with stealing the election, apparently. So it it doesn't matter to them. Uh, it's magical thinking. It's a they they live in a fantastical world as it is, where everything is black and white. They there's no shades of gray. It's the the scary complex world is too much for them. That's why they like big authoritarian, well even small, tiny, fragile little bitch authoritarians who who puff themselves up to be big, but really that's the hallmark of being a scared little bitch. But anyway, they need these daddies, these big daddies, to save them from the scary complex world of others who don't know their place, and that's what it's about. That's why they hate democracy. I've, how many times I got to say it? It's, it's the truth. That's why instead of sticking a microphone in their face, now, as I... As uh, not, and this guy from TYT, um, you know, is the exception, let's say, because they're, he's just pointing out what a bunch of morons they are. So that's, that's the only goal. That, when you stick a microphone in a Trump Anzi's face, is to highlight how stupid they are and how, and maybe that's too harsh, how malinformed they are. And, the the entire reason to a- engage with them would be to try to inform them you know and try to break through their their uh, their closed minds but 
when you can't do that, you just got to keep evolving without them. You got to keep moving on without them. These are the albatrosses around our national necks. They will come kicking and screaming, but you don't give them power. You don't give them the means to destroy the, the country that they can only pretend to love. And that's what they're doing. They, uh, everything that they talk about, you know, like we were, like I was just talking about the, destroying the administrative state. We've been hearing this from Steve Bannon from, from forever, right? And then recently, uh, what's his face? Uh, you know, Viva Schwami is talking about how he's going to fire 75% of the bureaucracy and these are unelected bureaucrats standing in the way of the people, which is right out of the Nazi playbook. And that's the only thing that should be the response to a statement like that. Well, you know, that's exactly what Nazis did. And we need a non-political bureaucracy. That's part of what, how democracies function. Everything can't be boiled down to politics. That's also why we have judges, supposedly, with a lifetime um, appointment so they aren't swayed by the whims of politics. It's also why you have professors that have tenure so they aren't worried about their losing their jobs if they say something wrong. That's freedom. That's freedom of speech, freedom of thought, freedom to discuss controversial topics. But these things are, are over the heads of right-wingers, and they hate that, as we see with them burning books and banning books all over the country. So... And it's always because, you know, somebody, oh, oh, oh wait, I'm going to play that uh, Kennedy reading. He's literally reading um, gay sex scenes from uh, books um, that are being banned. And, and, oh, let me get, I'll get to that in a minute. But let's go, let's continue with this, with these morons. But asylum seekers are legal immigrants, aren't they? Uh, yeah, if they're true asylum seekers. <laughs> But well, that's why you go to open wide. Open. That's why you go to the court. You see, you go, you say, "I'm an asylum seeker," and then you get your day in court. And Republicans are like, "Oh, catch and release, catch and release." They don't. They these people. They show up for their court date because they're trying to stay here. And um, I think uh, the percentage of the asylum seekers who show up, uh, it's like 99%, 99 point something percent. And they, uh, again, pisha, facts, numbers, reality. It's, it's got a very liberal bias. Truth has a liberal bias, and they can't stand it. When we know what it did to Europe, it's destroyed what Europe. What did it do to Europe? Oh, have you been to do. Europe? Have you been? Where? Uh, you seem very well-rounded, well-read, and uh, just a world, so worldly. Uh, it's like, what are you talking about? It destroyed your, everything's destroyed. Portland's destroyed, right? Uh, all the cities are burnt to the ground. That's where these people live, in their minds. It's, 
it's really uh, everything's in their minds. When the when the tax cheating, draft dodging, wannabe dictator con man with the fake university and the vitamin scam squatted in the White House despite receiving fewer votes, they uh, were living in a utopia, right? Even though we had more mobile morgues on the street, right? There was so much death happening during COVID that we couldn't keep up with it. We there were mobile vans on the street refrigerated morgues on the or whatever it was uh refrigerated trucks um substituting as morgues on the street because there were so many corpses and then of course we had the mass graves i mean no, nobody really recalls the mass graves of the trump administration as much as they should i think because what f- um fantastic greatest president, you know, I know like Vivek Ramaswamy in his bid to be the vice president says that Trump is the greatest president of the 21st century that we've had or whatever. And okay. Um, what greatest president of the 20, whatever century, um, ha- kills, leaves office with over a million dead. Right. You know, that is a failure. That's a failure. And it's not about a million dead uh, because that's on par with what was going on with the rest of the world. No. If we were like the rest of the world and not a bunch of morons, if we didn't have a con man trying to divide people and tell them, and, a, and uh, a fake news media apparatus, a fascist fake news media apparatus trying to divide people, then we would, I think, I think the number was, let me look this up now that I'm saying this, because I know it's a lot lower. If, let me look it up. Where should I look? Should I ask the AI? I hate this AI. I'm so sick of arguing with the AI. Let's see. If... USA COVID death rate was on par with the rest of the world. Is that a correct sentence? How many would have died during the pandemic? Let's see what it says. Oh, says, define the rest of the world. Uh, let's say Europe. Rest of the world is, let's see. Well, I guess we could say rest of the developed is the developed democracies. All right, we're considering developed democracies a benchmark. As of my last update in September 21, here are some rough estimates. Usually I start arguing, let's see, with the AI, because they're like, oh, you know the other thing I noticed with this AI? They say a lot of 
they phrase a lot of things like right-wingers because they get everything from the internet, of course, and whatever people are conversing. They have said things like Democrat politicians, things like that. You know, that drive me up a wall. And I have corrected them. And I said, why are you using the right-wing pejorative? And then they apologize. The AI apologizes and says it won't do it anymore. But that it goes to show you, you know, what we're up against. So let me see. Um, Let's see. As of the September twenty-one, the percentage of confirmed cases that result in death two to three percent in developed democracies. It's a bit lower. Oh, I don't know. This is not whatever. It's not giving me the... 20% of the U.S. population would be roughly 66 million people. If Assuming a case fatality rate of 1.5%, we would have lost approximately 900,000 people. Let's see. How many have died? How many have from COVID and it's going back up. I think this is not accurate though. Um, let's see. All together. Whatever. I don't know why I'm going on this tangent. Together. Come on, man. Oh my God. I should have just asked Google many have died from COVID in USA. Official, whatever. 1,127,152 deaths. Okay, whatever. That's a lot of death. Ain't that, ain't that a lot of dead in an administration can you imagine and people want that back in office and they're like oh he was the greatest the greatest president well if you're an authoritarian follower if you don't like democracy if you're incapable of functioning in a free democratic society then sure i guess he's for you and that's why they like him because like We've discussed and and we've had many empirical receipts to to back it up that they the only thing that the average Joe Trumpanzee moron appreciates is triggering their fellow Americans. They enjoy that. They like upsetting their fellow Americans. They they hate they do hate this country, you understand? Because you can't call yourself a patriot and then hate j- just about everybody in the country. You, you just can't. You know, they, you can't call yourself a patriot and drink liberal tears, right? And we've, I've made the point before. I'm not trying to drink these assholes' tears. I want them to get help. I want them to have health care, living wages, retirement security, 
all that, you know, decent life that other countries just take for granted because it's the right of their citizenship to not have to needlessly die without health care or, um, you know, be uh, an indentured servant to a bank because they got an education. That's, that's what the American dream. I mean, the American dream. What is the American dream? Now, of course, it's always been uh, just like the American democracy. It's been aspirational, not actualized. But, you know, the American dream, uh, the Republicans, conservatives, have, have redefined it from you to have, um, can have a decent middle-class life to you, too, can be a billionaire. Which is, I mean, just like how um, these billion, some billionaires, some of these these filthy fascists who should not exist, you know, like Elon Musk, we shouldn't have to be dealing with this uh, Doctor Evil thwarting military operations of an American ally. You know, I mean, that's just absolutely unacceptable. So, but. You know, we shouldn't have to... Uh, why should I have to explain this to these filthy fascists? They like this stuff. You know, they like having strongman rule, which in itself is anti-American. It's anti-democratic. The American... I mean, you know, uh, George Washington had the opportunity to become the uh, uh, the just another king. He had the opportunity to continue holding on to power as military dictators have done for time immemorial. And he knew, because we were setting up this new grand experiment in liberal democracy, he knew that everything he was doing, he was setting the standard and peacefully stepping down and relinquishing power was the... That was the benchmark that we had a tradition until the filthy fascist Trump squatted in the White House despite receiving fewer votes. And these assholes who call themselves patriots when they're nothing but traitors, they, uh, you know, they should be ashamed to want uh, to not even recognize that. You know, these are the same people they wear the freaking tri-corner hat hats and look like uh they you know like they're colonists like if this were 1776 they'd be the loyalists it's unbelievable but okay let's keep going with this, this country they want to bring down the united states but we don't they have do? open borders right we do have completely open borders right we now. if we had open borders there wouldn't be so many people on the other side trying to get in would there uh no, no, no. our borders are wide open don't try to confuse they truly them. are wide open yeah, the American they are. People you don't. say don't don't contradict the baby. They are wide open. You know, don't, he believes in Santa Claus, too. He believes that a tax-cheating, serial-bankrupt con man with a fake university and a vitamin scam is a great businessman because he saw it on reality TV. You know, don't interrupt the baby's magical thinking. 
Yes, the open borders, open borders, open borders. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And as we know, the numbers, you know, people crossing the border, it's it's down. But that doesn't matter. We've always had people trying to cross the border. And that's not because, you know, it's just that's because they got to escape the failed states we helped create. So, you know... There are many factors that cause people to leave their homelands, and we try to address these factors. And the real problem that these right-wingers have, of course, is that the people coming across are brown, and they don't like that. Oh, the truth, because we have a media that doesn't doesn't come out and tell the truth. Sure, I've been down sure, to the border, sure. and I haven't seen open borders. I see border patrol I've, everywhere. I've, have you been down? I've seen oh, many videos of uh-huh. all the people crossing, and uh, it's, it's uh, I mean, we're talking, sure. there's probably close to 10 million people already that have come across that border. Probably more than that, I yeah, would say. Yeah, just pull it out of your ass. Why not a zillion people coming across the border? Well, the statistics are crossings are were widely expected to increase after pandemic-related asylum restrictions ended in May, but they fell in June to the second lowest of Biden's presidency after new rules that make it extremely difficult to get asylum when crossing the border illegally. It doesn't matter what you do, though, because Republicans... Never let go of a racist-ass talking point until they've beaten it to the ground, until they have something else to hold on to. But it's all it's just rinse and repeat. It's just recycle, rinse, repeat, recycle, rinse, repeat. You know, racism, 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 be afraid, be afraid, be afraid. What, what, soon they'll be talking about caravans because they got nothing. They got nothing else. They bring nothing to the table Everything they touch, conservatism destroys. Uh, uh, let me let me rephrase that without, you know, stammering. Conservatives destroy everything they touch. Prove me wrong. Everything that makes this country great was a progressive and is a progressive initiative. Conservatism never improves the situation all it does conservative policies all conservative policies do is concentrate money and wealth in the hands of a few and divide people that's it that's all they have to offer they have suffering division strife lies you know twisted they they twist people they make lives harder I mean, everything that Republicans, like this asshole, who's on Medicaid, you know it, or Medicare or whatever, uh, he's probably, right now, you know, taking a, maybe he's taking diabetes medicine. You know, like everything that Republicans block, you know, Republicans are, are are trying to block right now. They're trying to stop Joe Biden's, uh, the policy that finally allowed the U.S. government to negotiate drug prices with Big Pharma. The Republicans are trying to block it. I mean, 
And these assholes are going to vote for these people again and again and again. Because how much, how much money do you need? You know, they, the rich need more money, clearly. Because these assholes have been so propagandized by the filthy fascist media that has to pay billions of dollars in restitution because they're a bunch of liars. They, they have been telling them that the only thing that makes America great is the making the rich richer. And then the assholes like this guy, and I've told you stories about people that I know who are on Medicaid, uh, taking socialist security on medica on uh, social security disability and, and telling me, um, you know, uh, debating, let's say, no poor person ever gave me a job. This is what they've been told, that in order to have a functioning economy, the, uh, a, a, an economy that works for all, a middle class, let's say, which used to be, I mean, it was, uh, we had a, a, a time in American history called the Great Prosperity until Reagan came along and the Republicans destroyed that because the great prosperity, that meant that the American people were just too damn uppity for conservatism. They need you nice and desperate. The rich, the, the ones who the Republicans actually work for, they need the working class dupes like this idiot to be nice and desperate and divided and scared and fighting people who are lower on the ladder so they can continue to steal. So they can continue to, to, to basically spit in George Washington's face. You know, you want to talk about the peaceful transfer of power. Um, I guess uh, Trump thinks that Washington was a dupe, right? A sucker, a sap. He wouldn't be caught dead peacefully relinquishing power. Are you kidding me? And plus, Washington, like all of the Continental Army, they didn't get paid for years. And still, they fought and put their asses on the line to create this country. That's the, the whole Newberg conspiracy was about the officers going to march on Washington because they weren't going to, they, they wanted to demand payment and Washington talked them out of it. And we, we've talked about this before because the, this, the, the eyes of the world were on this thing and they were expecting it to fail. And if, you did this, and uh, and Washington talked them out of it. The, if you did this, you would denigrate. You would you would devalue the sacrifices of that we've all had to pay for everything that uh, that we've created, and um, they would have really just killed the grand experiment in the crib if they had done that. And, uh, yeah, but what do these people know? You know, that's giving up power. That's for suckers. You know, they like Putin. They, they think that's strong when it's nothing but cowardice. It's, it's, I mean, what a, what a fragile little bitch Putin is. Really?
and all the people that surround him. And then, I mean, can you believe, I'm sorry, I have this guy's face up there, that these fil filthy traitors, like the guy in the, the, with his face, <laughs> that they want, they will vote for somebody who said that Putin, the, wait, wait, how did he put it? He said that he is the apple of Putin's eye, right? What a fucking disgrace. Can you believe that? Did you hear that? Uh, uh, let's see. Trump boasts about his relationship with Putin. This is from The Independent, saying he was the apple of his eye. Putin would never have gotten into Ukraine, but that's just my on my relationship with him, the asshole said during his appearance on Fox Business. He said he would never have launched a war in Ukraine if the four time indicted four times indicted former American president was still in power. Mr. Trump's remarks came during his appearance on Fox Business's Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show. He went on to make a bizarre comment about his relationship with Putin. He said, Putin would never have gotten into Ukraine, but that's just on my relationship with him. My personality over his, he said. I was the apple of his eye. And he would say, don't ever do it. It was tough stuff there, but he would never have done it. Can you believe that? Can you believe that fucking clown? Clown. And worse, can you believe the morons that want to vote for him? I was the apple of Putin's eye. There was a time when if anyone spoke like that, they would be disgraced. I mean, the Republican Party would have drummed them out. I guess that's when they were Republicans. They wouldn't have gotten anywhere near the, any power saying that they were the apple of some autocrat's eye, some anti-American dictator who inflicted his his manias on this country that wants to divide this country and works to divide this country that sends spies and and inflicts this the our public discourse with lies and divides people that's what they want you know destroy each other from in from within and i remember during when uh trump before before he ended up squatting in the White House, despite receiving fewer votes, the FBI went to... Remember, I think I played this clip. There was... Uh, I think it was CNN. It's some dumb bitch was running a Facebook group that actually was generated uh, from from uh, one of these these troll farms in Russia. They created all these pro-Trump Facebook groups and then these uh, and other groups, you know, on social media. And then those groups, that was that that's who that guy who was just murdered by Putin. That was what he did. It was part of his uh, that how, how he got in with Putin. Um, and 
the late they went to the lady's house the fbi went to the lady because they were saying listen bitch you're being manipulated by the by our enemies by america's enemies they're turning you into a dumbass a useless idiot <clears throat> and she was like you're fake news get out of here remember that lady let's see if i have that I know I have it somewhere. But she's like, oh, fake news. You're fake news. Let me see. I probably, I don't know what I would call it. Facebook Trump? Hmm. Fake? I got to get a better system here. I know I had it. Whatever. It doesn't matter. But you know, you're fake news. I can still see the lady in my mind going into her house. You're, <laughs> you're fake news, FBI. That's why Republicans had to denigrate the FBI. This is what they do and what all Nazis do. You know, you got to destroy you got to first you destroy the 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 you know the feeling you destroy what the the fondness the the warm feelings the trust you that's how you destroy a country from within but here in reality uh here's what John Bolton said went on behind the scenes with with the uh, the filthy fascist america hating trump and his relationship with dictators. Trump has this impression that, that uh, uh, foreign leaders, especially adversaries, hold him in high regard, that he's got a good relationship with Xi Jinping, Vladimir Putin, Kim Jong-un. Uh, in fact, the exact opposite is true. I have been in those rooms with him when he's met with those leaders. I believe they think he's a laughing fool. And the idea that somehow his presence in office would have deterred Putin is flatly wrong. If anything, if Trump had won a second term and done what I think he intended to do, which is get out of NATO, Putin would have just waited and let him do it. And the, even the weakening of NATO would have, made, would have made it a lot easier for the Russians to have prevailed. Exactly. I can't believe I'm agreeing with John Bolton, but he's right. At least, you know, some of these right-wingers, as much as I hate John Bolton, well, what do I hate? Meh. I just, I dislike, right? I dislike his policies. I dislike him. But I do appreciate him speaking out with from, uh, in reality, to, uh, talking about what a disgusting, fraud, uh, traitor Trump is. And what a con man, what a clown, how unfit, what a laughing fool. Yeah. Of course they did. You think they, I mean, come on. Of course they did. They play him like a fiddle. They play him like a fool. He is a, he's susceptible to flattery. Like any little teenage girl. He's such a transparent jerk off. You know, I mean... Like they have respect for him. I mean, come on. He must be so jealous of Kim Jong-un and Putin hanging out. You think they're going to call him? What are you doing, Donald? No, you hang up.
please. They laugh at him. He's a fool. He's a useless idiot. It's like a useless idiot circle jerk. It, well, it rolls down to the useless idiots like the like that guy and all the rest of them. What's the what's the mo- the danger or whatever? I think what's the most the- dangerous thing. Let's see. Here's some more of them. Fentanyl and the drugs. Patriot. And that's the other thing. Uh, uh, come on. That's why I say become a patron, support the show, come hang out with us in the chat room at youtube.com slash c for channel slash tower because we're taking back the term patriot. We are the patriots. We're the ones capable of functioning in a free democratic society. We're the ones following in the footsteps of George Washington, capable of relinquishing the 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 power. Power is on loan. We're we're in this together. You know, we're fulfilling the dreams of the founders or or if if not their their specific dreams, their the promises in our founding documents. We're making uh those founding documents not uh, a exercise in hypocrisy. And that's that's our charge as patriots that we work together and we come together and we leave none we leave nobody behind that we invest in each other that we understand that we're in this together we're only as strong as our weakest link and that means we have to build a society that works for all and if we don't do that we're backsliding we're destroying the dreams of the founders we're spitting in the face of the sacrifices of everyone who ever died for this country. And that's, I got, I, I talk about it because it's so offensive to me when I go into the cemetery in Calvary cemetery and I see the, the graves from every war that America's ever fought in, especially the world war two fighting fascism. And I see this, yeah, the young men. You know, I think about these young men, their lives, 21 years old, 20 years old, 18. They, that's it. That was, they gave their last full measure of devotion for this country. I see the graves of the Union soldiers. And I think of them too, you know, these young men, always young men that sacrificed they gave their very lives for this country not so some filthy fascist dirtbag some dictator wannabe can can squat in the white house and use it like a host from which to suck profit and discard can spit in the face i why do I, I keep saying spit in the face tonight but can I guess that's the best. Uh, somebody will give me a better, get a f- better phrase. But to to denigrate, to I don't know. You know, it really is uh, a disgrace to take those sacrifices and make them in vain. Uh, I don't know. Could you imagine? You know, I think about these people. And it says 
on some of their graves, it'll say, you know, died in combat in Italy, in North Africa. You know, I think of the battles. I think of their, everything that they went through, you know, their young lives and hearing the news about Hitler going into Poland and Hitler, uh, you know, the appeasement, uh, taking over the Sudetenland and trying to, uh, you know, whatever, everybody trying to appease him and then the the war breaking out in Europe and you know, you're hearing these news reports and as and before, you know, just these young people in their living their lives while all this is going on in the background. And then they happen to grow up right at the time when their country needed them to put on a uniform and go go fight. And then they go through all of that to simply come home in a, in a casket. And, you know, it's just... And all the people, you know, I think about them standing around. The, the, I told you about that... that uh, the, uh, yeah, when I go into the cemetery, I just imagine these, these young people, uh, you know, the families saying the goodbye, putting them in the ground. I mean, the, the horror of it all, being showing up, uh, the, the chaplain showing up at their door, you know, everything that went to, that we don't even, you know, we take for granted. Like, I told you about that um, there's an incredible monument at, in Calvary Cemetery of uh, First Lieutenant, uh, Alfred Inzarelli, and it has his, I can't even talk about it because it makes me cry, but underneath, his, 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 him and his mother are buried in the same grave, cause, and it describes how she died two and a half years later of a broken heart. So, yeah, so everyone sacrificed. For, for what? For this asshole? For these assholes? All right. I got more to talk about, so I'll get off this. Side. It's kind of, I mean, it doesn't seem like it's the most important thing, but it's, it's so big, but it's also getting hidden by all these political things that are happening. I think Who is it, it's just clown? unbelievable how. The, could you imagine? You know, whenever I see, it's like seeing a gay Republican. Then I see someone with darker pigment, all decked out with this MAGA moron stupid clown show outfit and imagine that's your i how do they go home for thanksgiving you know they have dinner with their family it's like they must be it must be really difficult our streets look right now with people using drugs and everything and no one's helping and no one's even trying to stop what's going on. No a one's doing nothing, yeah. No one's doing a damn thing. Thank you, Jim, for your super chat. You're always doing a damn thing, Jim. Thank you. With the homeless. What do you think is the most dangerous thing going on in the country now? Maybe the southern border. Yeah, Maybe the, all the these biggest problem brown right now. people well, we've coming We've got a lot in. of other ones, too, so don't get me wrong. All the, what is that, uh, the great replacement theory. And, you know, I, I, I'm so sick of these right-wingers because they're, 
they're being told this. You understand? It's this is why the media is is ground zero of all of all of the shit that ails us because if it's not this it's another thing now they're talking about what trans people uh books woke they're so easily led and easily played and then some one day soon it will fall by the wayside to be replaced by something else just like how we had to endure all the tantrums about death panels and you know all where where's all where's all the death panels i heard there was going to be a lot of death panels with obamacare oh we had death panel we still have death panels it's the corporate media i mean not corporate media it's the uh what do you call it? It's the for-profit health racket. Corporate media. They're not really a death panel. You know what I was saying? I have corporate media stuck in my brain. Because they are the... They, well, they are part of the problem of the for-profit health racket. Because they they run cover for it. As if it's... Because they're always like... When you're talking about... Medicare for all. How are you going to pay for it? How are you going to pay for it? Um, how does every other fucking country pay for it? That's how we pay for it. All right. So let's move on a little bit to another story I wanted to do. I'm looking at the time. I can't believe it flies when you're having a lot of fun. There's a couple of stories. And we're going to have our show on Friday, too. But I wanted to talk about um, how Republicans, really, you can't take them anywhere. And I say this all the time, that they are unfit. They're unfit to lead a drunken conga line. They're unfit to hold leadership positions in a modern nation. And I'm sure you saw it was all over the, the you know, social media how Lauren banned from the bowling alley, Bobert. She also got banned from uh, her local theater, some theater in Denver. She's going through a divorce. She she don't she didn't wait. She's she didn't wait for the ink to be dry. She's not actually divorced. That's the other thing is she's not actually divorced yet. She, she filed papers. Her husband's been served. They're not actually divorced, but she's out. She's hopping and uh, hopping and popping with some some new dude who is, I guess, I think he owns a bar. They went and found out who the hell he was. That and she, that poor bastard. She she put her her. I guess. Old habits die hard. There's some speculation that she was, uh, well, she was kind of uh, selling herself. She was on sugardaddymeat.com, and she wanted to be a, a, a famous, some, she wanted to find somebody to, to uh, you know, give her the American dream, since that's what the American dream is now. You can't have a decent life, decent middle-class life, you just pull yourself up by your bootstraps and go on sugardaddymeat.com. 
And so Lauren Bolbert, she stuffed her her body into a dress that was about three sizes too small and went to the theater to see uh, a play, uh, a musical, Beetlejuice. And she is, see, this is the Republican mania. They are unfit. And they're also emotionally stunted children who think they're the center of the universe. So the center of the universe is a very crowded place filled with Republicans. Let me play the video. So she got kicked out. So here's from a few things that happened. Because of her, her abhorrent behavior, apparently... She was vaping. She was videotaping. So she's sitting there vaping in front of people when that's not allowed. Of course, it's a freaking fire hazard on top of being a nuisance to your neighbors. And this is the thing. You see, how dare she? You know, this is how you behave. You're in your, you're in public. You're not in your living room. Nobody paid to to be bothered by you. You know, everybody who who went to the show that night, they wanted to have a nice time to distract themselves from their lives, to see some professional entertainment. For if you've ever been to a a big Broadway production or whatever, I guess this is one of those one of those you're, I mean, it's kind of amazing when you see live theater like that with people who are really at the top of their game. It's incredible. You know, there's the way they sing and dance. It's, it's, it's wonderful to see. But you're not going there to see or to be uh, harassed just by being in the mere vicinity of a freaking overgrown toddler like Lauren Bobert. And this is the congresswoman? You know? They, uh, it says everything about who they are, who Republicans are. Now, who votes for somebody like this? She has no business being in, in Congress. You know, not only is she an idiot, she is a horrible garbage person. And so here's from MidasTouch.com. They write, The city of Denver released over four minutes of surveillance. Let me see. I got it here somewhere. I'll play this while this while I'm reading this. So this is her getting kicked out. So that's the security guard getting up there. And she apparently was... Uh, she wasn't too happy in the beginning. So it said the Denver Post reported that Bobert and a companion received a warning after causing a disturbance and were later kicked out of the audience. So they, they, they gave them a warning first. It wasn't like, hey, uh, dumb bitch, you're out of here. Uh, and sh they just wouldn't stop. So they were later kicked out of the audience for continued loud behavior. Officials for the venue said Bobert was vaping, singing, and illegally recording 
during the performance. The incident report said the two became argumentative and refused to leave until they were threatened with trespassing and police involvement. On Twitter, Bobert admitted to laughing and singing, singing too loud. You see, because nobody wants to hear you. No one pay. I don't know what the seats cost, but usually when you go to a professional live theater production like uh, the stupid Beetlejuice thing, is that a? Are they doing that on Broadway too? Beetlejuice, yeah. It's it's not cheap. You know, you could pay, especially if you're sitting in an orchestra like she was. You're paying a couple of deuce there or more for a seat. So could be even more if you go to broadway if you go into manhattan you could pay six hundred dollars for an orchestra seat so for two i should say or maybe even i oh yeah because i went to the theater not too long ago it was like it was like six hundred dollars both two tickets okay i saw uh what did i see my friend came from california and we want, you know, she wanted to see the show, and I said okay, and it was not cheap. What did we see? Oh, Kimberly Akimbo. It was good. It was pretty incredible. I mean, it was a, it was an experience, and so you're gonna pay that price. They they want to wow you, of course, and they do. But so you know, that's what I mean about Lauren Bobert, though. People want they they want to see the show. They don't, and and it's such a it's so disrespectful to not just the audience, to the actors, to the performers, to everybody who works there. Like they want to deal with this shit. Why should they have to 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 deal with you? You're the congresswoman. Tell me somebody who is a if let's say um, Bernie Sanders, right? Could you imagine him behaving like that? Give me the name of any anybody who's like a true public servant. Could you imagine? Could you imagine AOC behaving like that? Absolutely not. She wouldn't. D- Democrats don't behave like that because they know how to behave. That's why they're in the Democratic Party. They're in a, at least, you know, they're, they know how to adult. This is a grown-ass bitch with, like, four kids, right? Three kids, four kids? 36 years old? And you act like that? And you have, see, it speaks volumes to her absolute disrespect for everyone around her. Republicans are the center of the universe. She has, she's got no business being anywhere near the halls of power because she's not working for the people as her behavior can attest. She's, she's selfish to a fault. She does not know how to act. And then, according to the reports and the theater, the person who escorted her out, uh, the people, I should say, 
uh, they wrote an incident report for the theater. I guess they, they have to do these things. So when if anything comes back to bite them, they wrote how Bo Burt was saying, don't you know who I am? Yeah, because you're, it's your world, right? We just live in it. And she writes, here, here they are getting thrown out. And she goes on Twitter. She's trying to laugh it off. Just like, you know, remember when she lied and said that she she missed the vote because it was a protest when it the fact is she she was late. And then she kind of just uh, schlubbed it off like, I did it to protest. And she lied to her constituents' faces. But she made a big joke about how... What did she say? Here it is. Here's her her tweet. It's true. I did thoroughly enjoy the amazing Beetlejuice at the Buell Theater, and I plead guilty to laughing and singing too loud. Could you imagine? You plead guilty to laughing and singing too loud. You don't know how to behave. Nobody wants to hear you sing. They didn't pay hundreds of dollars to be harassed, to, to listen to your, your friggin' rake on a chalkboard. It's bad enough to listen to her talk. Everyone should go see it if you get the chance. And please let me know how it ends. Because I was banned from the theater like I was banned from the bowling alley because I don't know how to behave and she's at home she's in her hometown you would think she'd be on her best behavior you know because she these are her I don't know if it's her district but these are the the people she pretends to represent here's Tara Jr. Jr. come on honey come on you want to come up now you're not okay it's like tapping on my leg here and there she is being escorted out, and she's turning around. Could you imagine what she's saying? Oh, of course you can. She's like, don't you know who I am? She's got her finger up and wagging. Don't you? I'm going to get the mayor, she's saying, apparently. Wait till I tell the mayor. I'm going to get you. Yeah, here I am. Pointing and wagging my face. It's okay. You see, she's, you know, she's snarked. She's all snarked out. Being condescending and snarky and, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's how she is. Because she's, you know, a member of the party of personal responsibility. They don't, they never take responsibility. They're incapable of it. They take, they act like they have the collective maturity of a, of an emotionally stunted toddler, the entire Republican Party. Exactly. Jesus Christ. Where is it? Oh, here's because uh, somebody wrote. Where is it? Come on, man. 
Let me find this. I, I got to find it. Lauren Bolbert. I thought I had it. I hate when I do that. A woman. Where the heck is it? Because uh, somebody w was at the theater. And they, they wrote about her. Now I can't fucking find it. Let me play a video while I try to find it. Because it was good. Let me see. This is why it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday on Tara Buster. If you can, become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. That would help keep the show going and growing. Maybe one day we can get a system of, I don't know, archive system where it can friggin actually find things okay here it is a pregnant woman a pregnant woman seated behind bobert asked her to stop vaping during the show the politician didn't care so from the denver post uh, and a surprise to absolutely no one Bobert's outrageous behavior at Beetlejuice shows again her astounding sense of entitlement. Exactly. And that's it. That's who she is throughout her life. She's has a series of petty arrests. She's another one of these Republicans who are unfit and they are, they're well over their heads, but they don't know. it. And that's, that's the sign of, insanity of not knowing your limitations when you're and they're on you see what i mean they're unfit they she shouldn't be anywhere near the halls of power she has no business being in government she has no experience except for squatting in her seat well not she can't even squat in her seat she jumps on her seat and yells like a baboon at the president of the United States during the State of the Union because she's, that's what she thinks, governing is. She is a disgrace. I saw a video, um, I don't have it handy, but <laughs> I wish I did, of her, and that's, uh, yeah, this is the day when kids go back to school, but a few months ago, some, some, uh, Uvalde survivors and their families went to Congress to lobby these filthy fascist nut jobs so kids don't have to needlessly die in, in class but from assault weapons and they made pins to commemorate the to, in, in memorial memorial pins for uh to honor the children who died at Uvalde, they gave this bitch Lauren banned from the bowling alley, Bobert, a pin, and she turned around and threw it in the trash because she is a garbage person. And the young person who was talking to her very respectfully and gave her a pin and a little placard that explained what the pin stood for, was stunned. They couldn't believe that this 
horrible garbage person who pretends to be a representative had absolutely no respect for children who were turned into mincemeat in th- by merely going to school because of the policies Lauren Boebert supports and defends. She's a horrible person. You understand? That's why her kids are horrible. Her, her, uh, she teaches them to be entitled like she is. Her neighbors can't stand her. She is in a perpetual argument with her neighbors. They don't know how to behave. We've played the 911 calls of, of Jason Bobert vandalizing the neighbors' mailboxes because the neighbor had the temerity to tell one of Lauren Bobert's brats to slow down on his ATV while he was riding it through the, the town or, or their block or whatever, saying, slow down, you're going to hurt somebody. There are kids here. There are pets here. And you're driving like a madman on this friggin' vehicle, and you're not even old enough to drive. And, you know, Lauren Bobert's son, because he's been raised by an overgrown toddler, said to the neighbor, fuck you. <laughs> you know, if, I mean, that's, that's incredible. That's who they are. Fuck you. That's how you behave with your neighbors. That's what you tell your kids. That's how, that's the example you set. And there's no repercussions. It's not like they were acting out of the ordinary. They were acting with impunity. They knew that their mother and their drunken father would do nothing because they're the same. They act the same. They don't know how to behave. You act like that at a, at a theater? What's wrong with sitting there and enjoying the show? Why do you have to vape in a place where there's no smoking? Right? You, unless you're just the center of the universe and rules don't apply to you. You vape, you're singing. Nobody, I mean, I, I, when I went to see that Broadway show recently, if somebody, if I was watching these professional singers and actors singing, and, I mean, and then some some horrible bitch in a, in a dress two sizes too small was singing next to me. And I would, I would be absolutely outraged. Shut up. No one wants you to sing. They don't want you to open your mouth, period. When you talk, nobody wants to hear you. It's, it's like you don't know how to behave. This is who they are. But it says, it's not just her, you know what I mean? It's just who they are. Who votes for somebody like her? They knew who, they, who she was when they voted for her. They had the 911 call of her neighbors saying, you know her, she's the damn congresswoman. And her jackass husband. And everything is a deflection and a distraction. 
Oh, when they point out her, her behavior, it's, this is the Republicans, you know, the party of personal responsibility is what they do. They say, oh, well, Joe Biden did something once at a theater, didn't he? They they always do that. They bring up, well, now uh, close the border. Well, like they closed the door to me at the theater. So according to the Denver Post, a pregnant woman seated behind Bulbert asked her to stop vaping during the show. The politician simply replied, no, because, you know, the whole show was for her. She's the center of the universe. She doesn't work for anybody. She has no interest in in others and caring for others and making sure that they are having a comfortable time. You know, everybody wanted to go out that night and have a nice time. But they had a they had the misfortune of being in the vicinity of a Republican who is is a disgusting garbage person, but I guess that's why she's in that party. They take all comers now, traitors, ghouls, freaks, racists, Nazis, losers, con men, traitors, I said, yes. Oh, well, traitors are given. <clears throat> Insurrectionists, self-loathing, minorities of all sorts. Human shields, monsters, ghouls, ghosts of the Gilded Age. So the framing is easy. Those, let's see, oh wait, U.S. Rep. Lauren Boebert will probably try to spin her latest embarrassing incident as a culture war victory against the elitist liberals. The framing is easy. Those snobby sniff stiffs in Denver don't know how to cut loose and have a good time. If they can't tolerate someone having a little fun at a live performance, described as a lusty riot in the Denver Post. Oh, and clearly Bobert was targeted for being a Republican by the patrons who complained about her behavior, right? Yes, everybody was picking on her. But the true arc running through the many Bobert scandals, whether they are performative or genuine, is her astounding sense of entitlement. Now, keep in mind, this is from the Denver Post, her hometown paper. And who wrote this? <clears throat> Excuse me. Megan Schrader. Tara Jr. is trying to get some attention, but come on, you want to come up? You got you to gotta jump. Come on, jump, jump. Come on. Oh, my God. Okay, let's see. The true arc running through, yes, is the uh, astounding sense of entitlement, the tired trope of politicians throwing their titles around to excuse bad behavior is ironically true of Bobert. Is it ironic, though? I don't know. All right, come on. Here we go. Yes, there he is. Tara Jr. Tara Jr. Look up. Look up. Whee! Tara Jr. Tara Jr. Tara Jr. Bum, 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 bum. 
Matter of fact, where's my cat cam? All right, sit down. All right, let's see. <clears throat> Sorry. Sorry, guys. It's a Wednesday. Okay, Bobert didn't care if she ruined the musical Beetlejuice playing at the Buell Theater for anyone else. And she certainly didn't care if the pregnant woman, you know, the party of babies, pro-baby. They're pro-baby, everyone. Not pro-life. They hate life. They just like babies. They don't care if babies... You know, they want to make babies dead, make babies ignorant, make babies suffer and uh, work, uh, work in a slaughterhouse. Make their, their families, make them orphans when their families die of COVID or other various deaths by despair. She didn't care if the pregnant woman sitting behind her had to breathe secondhand smoke from a vape pen. Bobert denies that she was vaping, although she did admit to taking photos of the live performance, which is a no-no. The woman sitting directly, because they say that, you know, if you're in the, if you go to the theater, they're like, no recording, no photos. It's distracting, too, for the actors. You see some fucking asshole with the stupid phone up. The woman sitting directly behind Bobert shared her story with the Post on condition of anonymity out of fear that would be there would be backlash from the congresswoman and her supporters who are the disgrace. They're all a disgrace. Her supporters? You should be ashamed. She provided me with the receipt for her tickets and a photo from the event that shows Bobert seated in front of her. The woman described the evening, evening as surreal. She didn't recognize Bobert as Colorado's congresswoman who represents the Western Slope and Southern Colorado. These people in front of us were outrageous. I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen anyone act like that before the woman who lives in Denver and is in her 30s, said. It wasn't until later during the play that someone informed her that the misbehaving, misbehaving theater-goer was, in fact, a member of Congress. Think about that. If that's not entitlement, they're all entitled, you see. That's the Republican way. You vote them out. They're entitled to the seat. Even though they lost. But it's theirs. It's They're entitled, you see. The woman says Bobert took multiple long videos during the first half of the performance. What are you going to do, bitch? Sit there and go, Wee! This is when the Beetlejuice said Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Get the record, you know? Get the cast recording. You dumb... Oh, God. When she asked Bobert to stop vaping, the congresswoman simply said no, the woman said. 
Bobert was also kissing the man she was with and singing along loudly with her hands in the air. Oh, my God. I don't know how that audience didn't erupt in applause when that they dragged them out of there. At intermission, I asked, are there any other seats available? Can we sit somewhere else? The woman said, the usher said, you're not the first complaint we had. When the woman returned with her husband to the seat, she and Bobert, she said Bobert called her a sad and miserable person. Well, I guess because fake news didn't apply. The guy she was with offered to buy me and my husband cocktails. I'm pregnant, she said. But, you know, visibly pregnant. But the behavior continued with Bobert using her phone to record several segments of the second half of the show. The rest of the story is captured on surveillance video showing Bobert and the unidentified man who is now identified as some guy, some dumb bitch who wants to get in her uh, in her boobs, I guess, because she's stuffed her. You know, she, I mean, don't you have any dignity, lady? You look like an escort, but okay, whatever. An unidentified man getting ushered out of the Buell as the performance is going on. Bobert's staff issued a tongue-in-cheek statement about the ordeal. I can confirm the stunning and salacious rumors in her personal time. Congresswoman Blobert, Blobert is indeed a supporter of the performing arts. Gasp! And to the dismay of a select few enthusiastically enjoyed a weekend of performance of Beetlejuice to the dismay. Yeah, it's just, it's everybody else, right? Everybody else was the problem, not you, right, Bobert? Because if you had any integrity, if she had integrity, she wouldn't behave like this, of course. But if she did, she was drunk and high and, and acted like an ass, even though she's 36 years old with three kids and, a, you know, she's a fucking congresswoman, you, th- the, the, you think the best thing, a, if you see what an adult would do, especially one who pretends to be a party of personal responsibility advocate, um, would say, I'm very sorry. I was, I don't know, I lost my head. I was having such a good time and I was transported to uh, kindergarten where my mommy told me I was the center of the universe and that's where it all went downhill from there. And I realize now that I'm a grown-ass adult and a actual member of Congress and, you know, adults don't behave like that. Adults when we get together in a group setting to see a live performance by professional actors, we don't, you know, act like we're in our living room dancing to uh, dirty dancing like Tara's aunt used to do. We act like 
we're capable of functioning in uh, in a in a room of adults. I know that as a Republican, you know it's okay. Bad behavior is expected, and given that I am Lauren Bam from the bowling alley, Bobert. I, I don't know how to behave in any situation. I mean, I'm the, I'm the dumb bitch that stood up on the chairs and screamed at the president of the United States during the State of the Union, embarrassing myself and the, the Congress, the whole esteem of the Congress. I, I sully it every time I enter that place. But, you know... A bunch of dumb bastards voted for me. So, yeah, I get to behave a, a, however I want. And you just got to take it. It's like George Santos. It's, this is who we are. You want, you, you want the circus? Here's the clowns. Except they're not very entertaining. They're more like the frightening, scary clowns that you have in your nightmares. A report from the staff of the Denver Arts and Venue say that three people complained at intermission and this included and included this tidbit about what Bobert said as she was le- leaving the building. Stuff like, "Do you know who I am?" How many times do we have to hear that story, really, of various Republicans? It applies to various, right? Uh, 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 am I wrong here? You know, Matt Getz being dragged out of a bar saying, do you know who I am? Don't you know who my daddy is? That's who they are. They're horrible people who don't know how to act. She said, I'm on the board, and I will be contacting the mayor. What are you going to say to the mayor? First of all, you're not on the board. You're a liar. And what are you going to say to the mayor? I wasn't allowed to vape. I wasn't allowed to disrupt the show. I wasn't allowed to record the show against... All theater policy everywhere in every theater that ever exists since the creation of the of the goddamn camera. Since recording devices came into vogue, I wasn't allowed to do something that nobody's allowed to do ever at a live performance and you know, I should be allowed to do these things because I am Lauren banned from the bowling alley, Bobert. Being banned from the bowling alley didn't get me banned from Congress because you're in the right party. That's it. This would never fly. You understand? Like, Democrats would show me. Show me a comparable story. Show me one of the squad behaving like this. They don't. Both sides, both sides, though. No, there's no both sides. One side 
is packed to the gills with horrible, terrible people who are not in it for altruism. They are disturbed and sociopathic. They're selfish. They're in it to ingratiate themselves. They like the power. They will do anything for the power. They think that they deserve it, even though they are unfit. They don't know their limitations. It's part of their manias, their insanity, and they're inflicting it on this country. They're dragging us down. They don't know how to act, and they're disgracing us all. It's an embarrassment. They should be embarrassed, you see. She should be embarrassed. The only thing she should have said she should have said is, I'm sorry. Right? That's it. I am sorry. I fucked up. But I, I, I I'm sorry. You know, there's nothing else I can say. But that's not in their vocabulary. Being a Republican means never saying sorry. They never apologize. Of course not. That's what, that's, what, that's why she's saying, I'm calling the mayor. I will be contacting the mayor. Do it. Do it. Contact him. Please, I'll contact him right now. What are you going to say? Okay, Bo, as the article continues, Bobert is not on the board of Denver's Center for the Performing Arts, but this is who they are. It's like George Santos. Yeah, I'm a volleyball star. I own a hedge fund. My parents, everybody died in the Holocaust. Everybody I ever knew died in the Holocaust. I'm I'm a billionaire. I'm a financier. I have 15 properties. I can't collect any rent on them. When will this evil uh, eviction moratorium end? The only reason that I have a roof over my head is because of the eviction moratorium, but I'm pretending I can't get prop my rent from the 15 properties I don't actually own. But I'm a financier, which means what? When you're nothing but a parasite, a financier. That's what, you know, that's Bobert. I'm a congresswoman. I'm a financier. You know, I'm an astronaut. I'm the Jets quarterback. I'm the start. I'm the whole starting lineup. I run, I'm a champion chess player. I went to the North Pole. I'm the first person that that went from north to south five times. The all the poles. I I hit all all the poles everywhere. Jesus Christ. I'm I'm on the board. You're, if you were on the board, is that how you behave? I'm on the board. Don't you know who I am? God, I wish there were, uh, there's, there was audio, you know? I wish. Bobert is not on the board. I doubt she would, and uh, this the article says, 
if she were, I doubt she would support the the DCPA's commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion, of course. I'm more than a little skeptical that Denver's new mayor would call in a favor for a family member acting so rudely at a play, let alone Bobert. Bobert's behavior is what voters would expect from a power-hungry politician convinced that their own self-worth puts their needs and desires above others. It is a caricature, but hardly anyone from Congress behaves that way, even though there's ample evidence of some vanity and conceit because the public backlash is so great. But it's a pattern of behavior from Bobert, who doesn't seem to think rules apply to her. All right, get down, Junior. Whether it's health and safety rules in her now-closed restaurant, remember them? When she, everybody got uh, the shits? after Yeah, because, you know, who needs regulation? Those filthy, filthy business-killing regulations. Never mind the filthy, filthy E. coli that you get because Bobert is serving food probably not up to temperature, uh, safe temperatures and things like that. That's what happened. And then everybody got sick. Because, yeah, you got to make a buck. You got to make it fast. You got to make it, you know, give me that money, money, money. Those regulation, job-killing regulations. Never mind people killing, but okay. So whether it's health and safety rules in her now-closed restaurant or refusing to show up to court dates. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing she was arrested for. That's right. She had a warrant out because she didn't show up to uh, for her court date. Right? What? Where is it? Oh, it won't let me in because there's a paywall. There she is. There's your congresswoman. You should be so very proud, Republicans. Aren't you proud of them all being a bunch of crooks? So in uh, whether it's health and safety rules or refusing to show up for court dates and other dramas unfolding with her family and friends in Garfield County, there's no question that Bobert, whose ex-husband made, made nearly a million dollars in two years as an oil and gas consultant before Bobert filed for divorce this year, considers herself beyond reproach. Oh, well, you know, he, he had no, um, no, because they talk about Hunter Biden has no business being on an oil, um, board or whatever, but what does he have? He's got no business being on a, a, as a consultant to oil and gas. He's a guy that, uh, does he have a college degree? No. Hunter Biden has more more uh experience at least he went to yale he got a friggin' degree from yale let's see laura let's see does jason let's ask the stupid ai let's see what it says 
does Jason Bobert have a college degree? Oh, okay, he does. He earned a bachelor's degree in social studies. What does that have to do with oil and gas? From Colorado Mesa University. What does that have to do with being um, able to or or be earning earning? qualifying for a salary of a million dollars half a million well you think it was a half a million dollars a year at which he got when his band from the bowling alley bitch ex-wife soon to be ex became a member of congress oh but hunter biden is he's Benefiting from the Biden name. <laughs> Can you fucking believe these people? As for the performance, the source says, it was wonderful. I wish I would have been able to enjoy the first half as much. Who's going to vote for her again? You know, she lo- almost lost. Oh, God, one day soon. Can these people just be in the rearview mirror already? You know? I'm so sick of it. Well, you know what, guys? I think we're going to call it a night. I have more things to talk about. We'll talk about it on Friday. God knows what's going to happen. As you you can hear, I'm losing my voice. I don't know why that happens all the time. Maybe it's the way it is with my voice I just just tired it's tired so let's get back here on I have other things to talk about we have so much to talk about I wanted to talk about mansion making the poverty being single hand and republicans excuse me so he's not single-handedly conservatives being single-handedly responsible for increasing child poverty double doubling the child poverty rate because pro baby also i wanted to talk about kennedy we could talk about it on friday reading from a a book uh, reading a gay, gay sex scene from a book that and republicans going on about how this is a book for kids kids are it's not a kids book it's a book for young adults you know what young adult is 18 to 25. That's what a young adult is. But Republicans all over are hyping it as, oh, it's a book for kids, and it has stories about dicks and dildos, which is completely taken out of context, of course, and I'm sure not the entire book. But, yes, and then I wanted to talk about what else? 
Another, oh, this other, we, we could talk about it on Friday. We have a whole show then, right there. Uh, this this maggot mayoral, mayoral candidate who made up friends and supporters and po- took just stole pictures of people off the internet and said that these are my friends and supporters. <laughs> Because I guess making actual friends and supporters is just a bridge too far for them. All right. Listen, I wish my voice wasn't going. But listen, 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 listen. Guys, thank you for hanging out. It's short and sweet tonight. I think it's good to be that way. I I have to get more succinct. Maybe, but this is the way it is. It's a terror buster. Thank you for hanging out tonight. I really appreciate all your support. If you can become a patron, please do at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. I want to thank you for everything, for being a friend, for being a supporter, for sharing the show with your friends. I want to thank Harry Bryan, who sent me a payment, a one-off from PayPal donation without any messages. So I don't... Oh, wait. That is from... Excuse me. That is from a... uh, Merch purchase. Yes, okay. Very good. Very good. Merch on the way. And, yeah, thank you, Charlie, for always being in my corner from APS Radio News. And remember, remember, thank you, Winston. Winston says, thanks for having a midweek show. Thank you. I'm glad glad I could and glad to see you. Winston, thank you for hanging out. Thank you, Haku, for being a moderator and always being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Jim, for being a moderator and for your super chat. Thank you so much. And thank you, Terry. I see you there, Terry. Thank you, Errol and Robin and Winston, and Larry. Thank you, Larry. Nice to see you. Nice to see you, Sage. Nice to see you. Who else is here that I could say hello? Errol. Did I say Errol? It doesn't matter. I'll say it again. I'll say it again. The Bears. I just thought of... uh, What was that from? The Brady Bunch. Say it again. The Bears. Ooh, something, something. The Bears. All right. Listen, listen, listen. Nice to see you, Robin. We will win. And I'll have a report for you about Boudica on Friday. My little booty boo. Where is booty boo? She's such a good girl. She's so cute. I got to get her on camera. The way she stretches, she she puts her little paws out, and then she closes her eyes. She looks so cute. She's so adorable, like a baby little baby doll. 
end, we will win. Remember, we're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, democracy, humanity. Thank you so much for hanging out, my friends. My name is Tara Devlin. If you can become a patron, please do at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Give the show a good review and share it with your friends. And I will see you on Friday night.